0: Welcome to FO Podcasts. With me is a very distinguished guest, Una MacDonald. She was a member of parliament. She has been a financial regulator. She is an encyclopedia. And um, even though she's only 200 years old, she has more energy than a 20 year old. So welcome, Una.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) Una, we are sitting under a flight path. So, our listeners would have to listen to constant uh, uh, droning of aircraft and whatnot so uh, it's been entirely foolish on my part but I was never defined by wisdom Uh, but you are going to make up for all my foolishness and today we are going to discuss cryptocurrencies so I am uh, you know I'm a very poorly informed chap so tell me and many of our listeners what uh, exactly is cryptocurrency?
1: Well that It's a very good question because it's difficult to limit um, in a couple of sentences what a cryptocurrency is. But in effect, it is a virtual asset or token. It does not exist in physical reality, it only exists on your computer.
0: Like an email?
1: Yes, like an email. (laughs) And of course, it can be transmitted from one computer to another. Also like an email. Indeed, although the process is a little more complicated than that. I guess most people have heard of Bitcoin.
0: I Uh, would hope so. At least I have, and I live under a rock.
1: (laughs) But when they hear about, or read about Bitcoin, I should say, read about Bitcoin, they see a picture accompanying the story And they will see a pretty gold round coin, which appears to have B on it, for Bitcoin, obviously. And many people say to me, well, if I invest in a Bitcoin, do I get a coin? No, you don't.
0: So what do you get? Because back in the day, you got the coin of the realm, which was minted by the king. or Absolutely. or or by the local potentate. And in fact, all the battles were, not all the battles, but a lot of the battles were who got to mint that coin. Exactly.
1: That's the point, really. What you have to understand is that this pretty picture of a gold coin that accompanies so many stories in the newspapers, you're never going to get that. It is simply a clever marketing tool.
0: But hang on a minute, people do spend money buying bitcoins. Yes, and they at do. some point, the price of bitcoin went up, up, and away. Yes. Um, so, what is going on? What exactly what, is a cryptocurrency?
1: What exactly you buy is a virtual token. In the case of bitcoin, it is not a token of anything else. How do you know that you have it? You are given two sets of numbers. One is your private key, which is a long string of numbers, which is much too hard for you to remember, and a public key. And so what you do now is you go to an exchange. They provide you with the private key and the public key, and you pay for that Mm -hmm. in dollars or euros or pounds. And then you decide that you either want to keep it, in which case you can keep it on your computer. If you're wise, you will keep it offline so that no one can hack and discover your private key. If you're not wise, you will have it held for you in what is called a hot wallet on an exchange. And
0: But they promise that this hot wallet is very secure. It's like a virtual safe.
1: Uh Well, read the history of Bitcoin since 2008, and you will find that many, too many, have lost their Bitcoins because they were stored in a hot wallet and the exchange was hacked. Notably, one of the earliest such hacks was Mount. Box an exchange in Japan, not regulated, of course, by financial services authorities. And to the best of my knowledge, people are still trying to get their money back from the exchange, but that's difficult and almost impossible. If you are stupid, you don't take a note of your private key, and then you lose it.
0: And so. Um... The exchange pockets the money.
1: No if you haven't put it in an exchange but you've decided to keep it yourself on your computer.
0: So you've lost the money, you've paid someone for bitcoin and now suddenly you're worth nothing.
1: Exactly and that sometimes is because people store the bitcoin on their, com- on their computer on their laptop let's say and they think oh that's an old laptop and get a new one and completely forget they can no longer access or they chuck their old laptop out and that's gone. Famous story about an Irishman who stored his private key number in the tip of his fishing rod and then went rented a cottage in Ireland, did his fishing and so on, then left and came. But meanwhile, the landlord had chucked out his fishing rods And he could not recall, of course, the private key. Much too long to remember, as I told you. Didn't take a separate note. In that particular case, it was not the Bitcoin owner that really lost, but actually the Irish government, because the Bitcoin owner was a drug dealer. He'd been paid in Bitcoin because of their virtual anonymity. And the Irish government had seized his assets, which included all his bitcoins. So the Irish government lost about 48 million euros from that. Oh,
0: dearie me. So it's a bit like losing sacks of cash. Yes, it is. Or bars of gold. Yeah. But that's a risk that has uh, been there uh, from time immemorial, well, if, you feel... car- if you were carrying gold on a medieval mm. in a medieval caravan. Yes. And, you know, uh, and uh, swashbucklers appeared on horseback, or maybe you were you were um, you were a, a Spanish galleon, and you robbed the <laughs> Native Americans or the Indians of South America, and then the. English privateers robbed you, (laughs) (laughs) you lost your gold, so so what's
1: new? In a way, what's new, but you can lose in two ways, and Mm -hmm. I've only mentioned loss through Mm. um, lack of care, negligence on the part of the owner. And theft. And theft, Mm -hmm. theft through the exchanges. Mm -hmm. But then there's another way in which you lose, because Bitcoin is not tied to anything in the physical world, it is not tied to any uh, any currency, any fiat currency as they're called, i.e., ones issued by governments mm-hmm. or central banks. I should say of a particular country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, the way in the other way in which you I lose see. is extreme volatility.
0: I see. Ah, excellent. So volatility. So it is not a stable unit. No, it is. Um... Arguably a store of value
1: Um, that people like to try and use it as a store of value, but the store of value can be really
0: extreme. I see. And it is a medium of exchange, but not one where you can go and get your milk or your eggs or your shoes, but maybe you can get cocaine.
1: Or maybe it's really a means of exchange for drug dealers, sex traffickers, and so on,
0: and child pornographers.
1: Yes, all all of those. And are you being unfair?
0: Because there are people uh, bona fide people who use uh, mm. cryptocurrencies too, or no?
1: Um, you would disagree yes, with that? No. Yes, there are. Yeah, but of course you run the other risks that I have mentioned. Mm. Uh, the transactions can be extremely slow for example so the bitcoin might change value during the course of the transaction
0: mm. so you thought you'd get a kilogram of cocaine and by that time you know the price of bitcoin has fallen tremendously yeah uh, and so you go only get a half a kilo <laughs> yes.
1: yes remember that uh, around about november 2021 the bitcoin was worth about 69000
0: Ooh, la la. and today,
1: about twenty eight
0: thousand. Oh, is yes. yes. I mean, but imagine if you invested in Turkish lira. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the alternative.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, but the suddenness of the change—you see, its value is not tied anything. But
0: the before. value of the Turkish re- lira is not tied yeah, to anything, tiny. and Erdogan, uh, you know, Sultan Recep. Uh, Tayyip one is, is slashing interest rates as the inflation is skyrocketing. So yes. so if you are a good, nice tech, uh, maybe well, you're better off buying Bitcoin. Uh,
1: that's what people do. But of course, there are the problems that I've already outlined associated okay, with so,
0: it. So let's say if you are in a well-functioning economy, then you should have euros and, and dollars. I don't know so much about the pound, your ancestral homeland, Una. Uh, that seems to be plummeting after, after Brexit. But, but uh, failing that, if, uh, if you are in, let's say, Turkey or,
1: well, or, or one of the
0: war-torn African states, maybe Bitcoin yeah. is not so bad.
1: Uh, well, that was the conclusion that the dictator of El Salvador came to and decided to make it legal tender.
0: Oh dear me! Yes, and what transpired?
1: What trans? It's deeply unpopular. Mm. He did everything in his power to try and make buying coffee with Bitcoin
0: mm. easy,
1: but of course, people mostly use use cash, mm. especially small amounts. Um, problem is, one deeply unpopular. Two, who has access to it? Because remember that you need a smart mobile or a computer to access Mm -hmm. uh, a smartphone. And, of course, people have mobile phones, but not smartphones. So most people cannot access it. I think it's about 2% of El Salvadorian population can actually access what now counts as a legal tender in El Salvador. Oh, dear. Yeah.
0: Wow. So it sounds like an unmitigated disaster to me.
1: It is. (laughs) But then, you know, and one cannot help but wondering, well, who was this meant to benefit? Maybe a relatively small circle around the dictator of El Salvador himself. But the other point is that transferring is not that easy because the transfer only takes place on what's called a blockchain. Mm. And each transaction has to be recognized in the blockchain. And who does that? But what uh, Satoshi, who is the founder of Bitcoin in 2008, launched it in 2009, calls a node. And the nodes, which are actually other computers, have to what is often described as solve a mathematical problem in order to decide whether or not this transaction with its private and public keys should be added to the transactions which are recorded on the blockchain.
0: So what exactly is a blockchain? We hear this word bandied around a lot, yeah. blockchain is the future of blockchain technology and people say Cryptocurrencies are only a tiny aspect of this technology. So walk us through what this well, blockchain, blockchain technology is. Well, could be
1: used for other purposes. But what is it? Basically, it is a communication between a range of computers where each transaction is recorded on the chain and you cannot proceed from one block to another without the recognition of the actual transaction from public and private key A to public and private key B. In other words, from one computer to another has to go through the process of the blockchain and each node has to recognize that and that is only succeeded if what is often described as a complicated mathematical formula, which each node has to solve, it is not actually um, a complicated mathematical formula, but it is in fact hitting upon the right number of zeros and the right number of numbers in order for that transaction to be completed. The best way of thinking of that is to think of a slot machine. And I tend to think of UK fruit machines, where you keep putting coins in until you get a line of four pineapples or four apples. And it's only when you succeed in doing that that the coins fall out into your hands of the slot
0: machine. I see. So what are the other applications of blockchain?
1: Uh, Well, there's a very interesting application in Hong Kong. I visited and discussed this with the Hong Kong uh, Monetary Authority in process, but it's been very useful. Now, Hong Kong, as you know, is a great trading center and companies apply to a bank for trade finance. To cover the trade from the seller to safe arrival with the buyer. And you usually have a loan to cover that. What they found in Hong Kong was that a couple of companies would go to all the leading banks and say, We have this particular trade taking place, we need a loan to cover all the costs involved in transferring these goods from A to B, B being somewhere a long distance away. Uh, And then they collected all the loans and disappeared. So the advantage of blockchain was to get the small number of banks involved in Hong Kong to all to agree for such loan transactions to be recorded on a blockchain. And for all the banks to have access to it. So if company A goes to such and such a bank, let's call it Bank of Hong Kong, and says, Can I borrow X amount of dollars for this trade? That is recorded on the blockchain. It is immutable. So if that company went to another bank in Hong Kong on the blockchain, And asked to borrow the trade finance amount required again. The second bank would say, no, we know you've already got it from the Bank of Hong Kong. Mm. So sorry, we're not lending that to
0: you. So It cuts out fraud. So blockchain does have its its uses.
1: Indeed, yes. And people are looking at other possible uses of it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Medical records, for example. Would be recorded on blockchains, mm. so you can see that having the immutability and controlling the access can be a very useful way of transferring information without it being open necessarily to public view.
0: Understood. So lots of applications, perhaps um, problems with the cryptocurrency space, but. Um, question to you, what are the main cryptocurrencies? You've mentioned Bitcoin. Mm. Um, one well, hears about other coins, stablecoin, for instance, mm, I believe yes. you mentioned it to me last yes, time you were speaking. that's right, I did. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, well, because of the extreme volatility of Bitcoin, and using the same method of transfer from one to another, after a period of really, frankly, great corruption, I called it the period of the Wild West, in which a lot of companies produced tokens, Mm. sold them to the public. Mm. Um, They were called altcoins, alternatives to Bitcoin. Mm. But very often, all the promises simply did not take place and people lost money.
0: Of course, uh, FTX is the most spectacular example.
1: Yes, but that's later.
0: yeah that's later an exchange. Than... yes.
1: Uh, that's quite different actually from mm. this period. Yeah. <clears throat> this period I called it the Wild West okay. and to give you an example of the people's stupidity huh. uh, these are all offered on on websites. so you Google and you find something that interests you and looks promising, you think and invest it. There was one token produced called. The really useless ether, <laughs> and people with £200,000 to throw away, invested in it. Tokens were never produced, and whoever pocketed £200,000 probably bought themselves a nice flat. <laughs> Somewhere in London were never heard of again.
0: 200000 is uh, not enough, is there? No. But, but, but you know, outside, outside of London, God. on
1: the outskirts of London, nice. not in central London.
0: And maybe somewhere else, maybe on, you know, on a Greek island and, <laughs> until, or <laughs> Turkish <laughs> island, Turkish <laughs> island, I'm yes. sure. This stuff in yeah. Turkey is cheap.
1: Anyway, I mean, it's just to give an example of this uh, mad period in which so much was offered and so much failed. Mm-hmm. So people were not going to get anywhere with the initial coin offerings. So along comes stable coins. Now, to me, stable coins are a kind of cheat because they are all linked to a fiat currency and to a leading fiat currency, obviously. So, like the dollar or the euro? The dollar, the euro. Not the the Russian ruble. The yen, no. And, uh, not to the Turkish lira, no, definitely
0: not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one is going to offer that. Yeah. Stablecoin would clearly be a misnomer for
0: that. Mm. But but, but hold <laughs> fire. These <laughs> these currencies are no longer linked to gold themselves. They they no, they no. Uh, have over time followed policies of quantitative easing themselves, and you could argue that uh, these currencies have. Devalued inflation to goods and services mm-hmm. and assets over time?
1: Well, I would say I put it a little differently from mm-hmm. that because I, and inflation right now, I think is a much more complicated issue mm. than debt because a sidebar for a moment, no one is looking at the impact of raising the costs of producing energy and electricity in particular. Mm. And that once you allow energy costs to skyrocket Mm. because you wish to abandon fossil fuels without any continuity of supply. Mm -hmm.
0: There's also a tiny little war on Um, Russia-Ukraine.
1: Yeah, but I'm just Mm -hmm. using this Mm -hmm. because it would apply whether or not there was a war.
0: Exactly. Um, so, so you have high inflation, and if there's high inflation, you have to raise interest rates to correct, in, to yes, to to control inflation. Unless, be. of course, you are Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Yes. <laughs> well, of
1: course, um, what what you then do is you simply deflate the economy, and actually people lose jobs over that because you're squeezing credit, and you're squeezing all the economic activity in the country, but. And if you are raising electricity prices at the same time, supply of energy at the same time, then that affects the cost of absolutely everything, mm-hmm. even the, even if we look at this totally domestically.
0: Yeah, so let's get back. So, yes, so stablecoin is related to um, a fiat,
1: fiat, a leading, a fiat, fiat, fiat currency.
0: leading fiat currency. Yes. So we said it's obviously the. Dollar, the euro, the pound, the yen. Yes. Do the Aussies make it, or the Australian dollar? Or too too tiny to count. Uh,
1: probably, yes.
0: Probably, okay. Oh, I'm sure the Aussies are pleased.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> now, okay, so all should be fine, shouldn't it? Yeah,
0: God's in his heaven and all's right with the world. Yes. Didn't Robert Browning say that in the 19th century?
1: Um, except it isn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You mean there is no God, or God is not happy?
1: No, I'm talking about stable coins. (laughs) If you want to divert me, that's a topic for another day. (laughs) For another day.
0: Excellent, excellent.
1: But stable stable
0: coins—they're not that stable. The market. Well, no,
1: the marketing of stable coins is twofold. First of all, it is open to people. Uh, without a bank account, and it is a means of transferring money from one country to another, particularly for remittances, as though the stablecoin creators were really interested in dealing with the groups of people who are struggling to send remittances back home, let's say from America to the Philippines, for example. Yeah and why I say it's not as easy as that, there are three issues and I would particularly like to take the example of Tether. Tether has, as of today, 89 billion coins in, in supply, all allegedly one-to-one to the dollar. So you can buy a Tether, and then transfer it using one of the main means of transfer, which is a blockchain called Ether. And that is supposed to, to be really helpful. But here's the problem. First of all, you have to buy your stable coin on an exchange. And that, of course, costs you money, paying for this special stable coin. And then you transfer it, but say you're transferring it as is most likely using ether. You pay fees for the transfer, but no one knows what the fees are. Well, and
0: you could, you could. Transfer some money and find out, Una.
1: You could, but you'd better choose the right time because sometimes Ether is congested.
0: Oh, so they're variable pricing like the airlines. Indeed. Oh, I see. Yes. Excellent. So 3 a.m. would be a good time? Who knows? <laughs> oh, maybe everyone is awake at that time, all those people, crypto people, play, have just finished playing their video games and have got on to crypto. Maybe. Mm-hmm.
1: But. Um, 3 a.m. It's not at the same time in the entire world, of course. But anyway. Really?
0: I thought the world was flat. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Didn't Thomas Friedman say that? Isn't he the great guru of our times?
1: <laughs> so you do and if it is congested, not only do the fees go up, but the time taken in the transfer increases. And then of course the recipient. Has to turn tether into whatever their currency is, which will again will cost them, in order to benefit from the remittance in question. Now, how should this be played? There is, of course, another problem: that if your stable coin is one to one with the dollar, that means you should be able to change your stable coin, let's say tether into a dollar at any time. And maybe everybody decides that they want to do that at the same time. Do we know whether or not Tether has the dollar reserves to do that? Tether is actually based in the British Virgin Islands, which is a UK crown protectorate. Hmm. Because of extensive corruption... the Royal
0: Navy protects it against the US Navy. (laughs) It is, (laughs) well,
1: at the moment, because of extensive corruption involving both the Prime Minister of the British Virgin Islands and the Assembly, which is the Parliament, Hmm. it is under direct rule from the UK.
0: Wonderful. Yes. Good old imperial civilization continues.
1: (laughs) Sort of. And not willingly.
0: It's uh, mission civilisatrice, born very, very reluctantly, I'm sure. Uh,
1: Well, who needs another problem? (laughs) 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 But um, then, okay, have they really got the reserves? Well, Tether has never had and never produced fully accounted reserves
0: at all. So so what are you telling me that it's in a dodgy jurisdiction?
1: Not Only in a dodgy jurisdiction, it's more than that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is in, in itself extremely dodgy,
0: it's extremely dodgy as well. So, yeah, but
1: you y- see, it you may never, be...
0: it may never, you know, you may never get the dollars you've been promised exactly. So, so it could be yet another uh, sure. FTX type scheme, yes. But yeah.
1: uh, that is that is the issue, really, with stable coins.
0: Um, Tether
1: has been fined. And banned by the New York Department of Financial Services, and tethers are not supposed to be sold to those living in New York. I see. But of course, we're talking about the internet. I see. So, how if you're determined to buy tether, you just go somewhere else and buy it.
0: Excellent, excellent. Uh, but the British take a very benign view. It seems you allow no, tether. No,
1: it it it's um, headquartered there as a company,
0: uh-huh. and this is. Can you buy it in London? Yes. Ah. Yes. So, caveat, ta- ca- caveat emptor. Definitely. When and it the comes the to... The same
1: would apply to all stable coins. I see. But I, I take see. tether as an example because, A, it's the most popular one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's the most widely used. Its circulating mm. supply is 89 billion tethers in existence being mm. used for whatever purposes people have in mind. It has refused point blank to produce properly ordered accounts, and there is no explanation of how you redeem your tethers into dollars and how and when you can do it, and what are the rules governing that. So you see, this is what I would do with tether, which should be applied universally, but probably won't be.
0: All right. Um, so 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 so, much so for tether. So in general. Um, Mm-hmm. What are the pros and cons? We've heard a lot of the cons, mm. uh, but what are the pros uh, as well of, of cryptocurrencies, if any, maybe in the future?
1: Well, I mean, my question is, to stablecoins in particular, is what is the point? I mean, why aren't you just exchanging dollars, pounds, transmitting them to other countries, as we all do? We all use our Visa cards or maybe other credit mm. cards when traveling,
0: mm.
1: beats the speed of Visa transactions. None of these do. Mm. So I think it's. Uh,
0: so you don't see any pros?
1: I don't really see any point in these.
0: And cryptocurrencies. Um,
1: okay. uh, of course, going back to the history of Bitcoin, as you know, there's a strain of thought in this country, in the US, which simply doesn't trust central bank, doesn't
0: trust the government. Of course, they're good libertarians. Extreme libertarians. Extreme libertarians, exactly. I would say, they're, they're, and
1: therefore they they wish to do everything anonymously. And
0: They're fanatics in some yes. ways and, and, and of course they there are others different. who don't want intrusion in privacy because they are dodgy. Exactly. So they're the, 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 the principled and mm-hmm. the unprincipled uh, yoked together in a strange band of brothers. Exactly. Generally it's brothers. <laughs> Sisters don't usually join this band, do they?
1: Why oh, they've got more sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> common sense, you know. Uh, though said to be common, it. though said to be common, it is the most uncommon of all senses. Oh, right,
1: right. I have on my computer a poem entitled The Death of Common Sense.
0: <laughs> ah, excellent, excellent. So, I mean, you don't see any pros, so why are people turning to them? Is this like the tulip mania, the Dutch tulip mania? Probably
1: rather like that. Uh When the great concern about cryptos emerged, um, first of all with Facebook, with Diem, and Libra, Libra and later Diem, which he thought was going to be a global currency.
0: Mm. Um, Emperor Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. Um, uh, well, you do know that he uh, admires Augustus uh, Caesar tremendously, and he's <laughs> named his daughter Augusta.
1: Mm. Well, in that case, he'd better watch for the knife in his back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Augustus uh, died, out of, uh, died of ripe old age. Uh, ah, Luna. right. I thought. He was one of the few. I was thinking uh, of Caesar who yes, managed to survive. Exactly. Yes, you know, okay. he, He's canny. He doesn't want to be Julius. <laughs> right.
1: Um, anyway. He, he, he's, he abandoned the project because I knew he wouldn't get the, um, get the licenses that
0: Oh, so he needed. you mean he can't be banker to the world? No. Oh, dear me. But the
1: underlying reason for that is nobody trusts him with data. Mm-hmm. And this would have provided him with two, three billion personal data.
0: As to what they are spending on.
1: Whatever, however, he wished spending, to use yeah. the data. And um, since he'd already stolen and sold data before,
0: mm.
1: uh, Cambridge Analytics, he... Um, Cambridge Analytica, is it? or yes, Analytics. Analytica? analytics. It's, Oxford Analytica is different. I see. Um, that, uh, that failed. And not surprisingly, because the whole issue about exchanging... Currency, whether it's coins or sending money via the internet to other people or paying bills or whatever, the fact that the exchange is going to take place and whatever amount we send is the correct amount for what we want to purchase, that all depends on trust. Mm. So you actually cannot have a currency without trust. Mm. And that's what I argued was the underlying reason. Mm. So, well, the
0: dollar, doesn't it state, in God we trust?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, mm.
0: Yeah. So what lies ahead? What lies ahead? Um,
1: well, I think possibly the continual de- decline because people saw a huge rise to the, the whole crypto market hit $3 trillion. Mm. But today, it's $1.2 trillion. Uh-huh. So I think that people will look at it and say, what can we use here? Can we use blockchain or other forms of distributed ledgers? Mm -hmm. And that will be the use. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, cryptos are unregulated here, not fully regulated yet, though it's on its way in the UK Mm -hmm. Due to be regulated in the EU mm-hmm. and in some other countries. So I think that here regulation will clean up the crypto world. The value of the anonymity of Bitcoin is slowly being eroded because others, like FinCEN here, are able to actually identify who is sending bitcoins to whom because they found ways in which they can look at the range of transactions in on the blockchain and then link those to link those to individuals or companies or shell companies or whatever so that is slowly being eroded but of course it takes time to identify those with the public and private keys who are transmitting ill-gotten gains.
0: See, you think crypto is on the way down?
1: It's still being used, but it's less secure from the bad actor's point of view than it was.
0: I see. Mm. Good. So... um... You've been um, Cassandra for the crypto world today. So eh, all our listeners who bought cryptocurrencies uh, will be suitably downcast. We hope none of you commit suicide, uh, blow your brains out and all that sort of stuff. We want you to live uh, (laughs) uh, happily. Maybe not ever after. That might be painful. Uh, (laughs) And on that note, uh, from Una and me, uh, it is bye for now. We will have Una over for future podcasts as well, since she's such a wonderful conversationalist. Always good to have a a Member of Parliament from the House of Commons for a (laughs) bit of a banter. On that note, bye for now.